Nah, that's too morbid, isn't it? I can't talk about that on a Christmas episode. <laughs> You are listening to Earth to Joy podcast. I am your host, Christelle, and I'm super excited about this episode because it is all things holiday. If you're new to our space, welcome. This is a planet-friendly podcast where I talk about my eco-friendly lifestyle and how you could adapt a more mindful and sustainable way of life too. I am by no means perfect or an expert, but happy to share my journey all the same with you and hoping you'll join me and listen along. So if you'd like to hear more or see more of me, definitely make sure you follow me on Instagram. My main account is naturaljoy.ca and the pods account is earth2joypod. And if you'd like to make my day, you could definitely leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast or share this episode on your social medias, share it with your friends or anyone you think that will resonate with our conversation today. My website is naturaljoy.ca if you'd like to follow along with a transcript for this episode or learn more about similar topics about this episode. I'm always, always happy to chat or take episode suggestions, so reach out if you'd like and I'd love to connect with you in a more personal way. And one more really great announcement is that if you enjoy hearing my sexy little voice and you want to hear more of it, I am actually launching another podcast with two of my great friends. It's called Steep On It Podcast and it's launching December 21st at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So definitely check that out. It is basically the three of us just talking about whatever we want to talk about. It isn't always planet friendly focused, so it is a little bit of a break from constantly listening to me talk about the world and the current state it's in. So definitely check that out if you have nothing else to do during this holiday season because you've watched everything on Netflix, listened to everything on Spotify, and now you're bored as fuck. Here is a little snippet of what to expect on Steep On It podcast, and I hope you enjoy. That's illegal. I I assumed no. I feel like that would just create cheese in his stomach. (laughs) (laughs) It is very... (laughs) Okay, someone pick a number from 1 to (laughs) 3,000. I looked for a gift under the Christmas tree, and I was like, what the hell, man? Like, why do I not have another <laughs> gift? Like, every single year after Christmas ended and I would come back from my oh, family's no. house, whatever, I would Scratch always cheese. look under the tree. And I don't remember any of this. They had to tell me about it the next morning. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed that little teaser and you listen along on December 21st to me, Jasmine, and Joe. It is honestly so magical to be creating this podcast with them as well because they are such great friends of mine and we have really great conversations with each other. So I'm really excited to welcome everyone into those conversations and have that space for us. But without further ado, let's go ahead and start this episode. Holiday special! So today we're going to be discussing some holiday habits and ways to make them more sustainable. We're going to be tackling holiday decorations, holiday fashion, gift giving and receiving, as well as some low impact dinner ideas. So if any of those topics interest you, then definitely stay tuned. And as always, there's going to be breath work in the middle as an intermission, and I'm hoping that you're able to follow along today. 
All right, so I think we could all agree that 2020 holidays is totally different from every other holiday that we've ever experienced in life. Literally, for any celebrations this year, 2020 has challenged us. And Christmas and the holidays coming up are definitely not an exception to that. If you are in lockdown right now, I'm really feeling for you. I'm sending you virtual hugs, even though I fucking hate hugs, because... It's a really difficult time right now, and I'm hoping that you're keeping safe, you're taking care of yourself, and you're not letting all of this get to you because time will pass and this will not last forever. Personally, one thing that really does lift my spirits is decorating for Christmas and the holidays. So me and my family did that immediately after Halloween. We always, always set up our Christmas decorations immediately as soon as we possibly can. And actually in the Philippines, they actually start celebrating Christmas in September. So technically we're all late to the party, okay? And when you start thinking about putting up your Christmas decorations, what's the first symbol in your mind that you see? Probably a Christmas tree. So we're going to start off with that. So on Instagram last week, I asked you guys a few holiday survey questions to help me out with this episode. And the first one was what you think is more sustainable in terms of Christmas trees. Did you think it was reusable but fake or freshly chopped trees that were more sustainable? Well, psych bitches, it's a plot twist and neither of those answers are correct. But 20 people think that reusable but fake trees are more sustainable than freshly chopped trees, which 14 people think is more sustainable. So for the reusable but fake option, if you're buying a brand new fake tree, you'll need at least 20 years with that tree in order for it to pay off. And the reason why it takes so long is because it's very resource intensive since it's made out of plastic overseas where it's manufactured and then you would have to transport it to North America and the global north. And even if you do keep that tree for 20 years, when you're done with it, it'll likely go to landfill anyways since there are so many different types of materials, it's actually not considered recyclable. I personally never had a fresh Christmas tree, so I don't know the feeling or experience of having one, but I just never thought it was sustainable, especially if it's every single household on your neighborhood having freshly chopped trees and then throwing that all out on December 26th or December 31st. And although it is compostable, although you're not making any waste, you're also not sustaining any resources. You're not regenerating any of these resources and therefore it's not sustainable. So the answer to this question is there's two options. And one option is to get a secondhand reusable but fake tree because you're not demanding any extra resources and you're actually saving something from going into the landfill if you reuse another fake tree from someone else, whether that's through your friends and family who are about to throw it out or whether it's through Facebook Marketplace or thrift stores if they're open in your area right now. Those are a little bit more of a sustainable option. Personally, in my opinion, the most sustainable option, aside from not having a tree at all, is having a potted planted tree. 
These potted planted trees are now a service for some places and regions in the world where you could actually rent a potted tree to have it for the month and then return it back to the farmers. They're able to replant it into the ground afterwards. And another option is to just go to your local nursery and buy a tiny pine plant. And that tiny cute little pine plant can have a really great big giant ass star at the top. If you live in an apartment, it's very apartment friendly. It doesn't take up very much space. But at the end of its cycle on December 31st, keep it and save it until the springtime where you could actually plant it in your garden, in the forest, in your backyard, in your parents' backyard, anywhere you'd like. You could plant it and regenerate it, watch it grow. You could even scoop it up for next year, plant it in a planter, have it for the month, replant it outside in the springtime again. And I think that's also the cutest option to be able to grow with this Christmas tree. And as far as ornaments and decorating your tree, if you already have a bunch of ornaments from the years previous, buy natural yarn if you've lost the string to these ornament pieces or find ways to actually repair ornament pieces that you already have instead of purchasing brand new ornaments or decorations. Another option is to go the more natural route and use oranges or different types of fruits and citruses to decorate your tree. It's really simple to make these. If you haven't seen them online yet, you basically just cut up some of your citrus into one centimeter thick slices. You put them in the oven at your lowest setting for two hours and let them dry out. And then they turn out to be kind of like a stained glass effect. And it's super, super cute. And then when you're done with either of those ornament ideas, you could always just throw them out in your backyard compost or green bin program. And then as far as Christmas lights, if you do have a string of lights and there's only a couple bulbs missing, try to find the replacements for those and try to reattach those to see if that works. But I do ask you to consider dropping them off at an e-waste bin or e-waste centers so then those electronic lights are disposed of properly instead of sitting in the landfill with everything else. I feel like I've been stuck on this topic so let's move on to holiday fashion and holiday outfits for Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, Boxing Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Like there's at least three outfits that all of us plan out in advance to wear on these special occasions. A lot of them are typically purchased a few weeks before this event actually happens and rarely do you ever see people reuse or outfit repeat the things that they wore last year for Christmas or for New Year's. And it's within our society to always, always, always look for new trends, look for new clothes. I totally disagree with that. I think if you purchase one perfect outfit for that day, then you can use it as many times as you fucking want, especially for Christmas. If you have like a very simple red blouse or red skirt or pants, that could be like the iconic staple piece in your wardrobe and then you just pair it with other things in your wardrobe. You don't need to buy brand new clothes for this one dinner to see one group of friends. I think it's totally okay to outfit repeat and if you have like a very big like tacky thing then that makes it even better. Like for example my partner has the tackiest Christmas suit. He will wear it every single year because it's a statement piece and everyone starts to expect it after a couple of years. The same goes for New Year's and I always wear something 
super glittery or super extra for New Year's, but it's always the exact same piece and it never matters. It's not like I'm going to be excluded from my friends and family for wearing what I wore last year. If it matters to you, Plato's Closet is really great. If you have a Plato's Closet near you, they're really great with their Instagram pages to see outfits that they pair together that you could actually buy that are pre-loved and secondhand. Yeah, definitely check out Plato's Closet because they really do have great holiday outfits that you could buy that are at cheaper cost than buying new. But wait, the best part about 2020 is you don't even need to dress up for anyone. What? Most of us are going to be staying at home and staying with only our household. And who are you trying to impress? You've seen these people every single fucking day since March. You don't need to dress up at all. You could literally eat Christmas dinner in pajamas if you wish. And that's the silver lining in Christmas of 2020 is you don't have to try at all. All right, now that you're done decorating every single piece of furniture that you have, every shelf in your house, and the corner of your living room with the tree, we're going to move on to gift giving and gift receiving. And I've asked the people on Instagram. So let's go ahead. One of the questions that I asked was, if you got a gift that was once loved, would you be okay with that? 43 people said yes, one person said no. I feel like that one person who did say no was being the most honest because I feel like some of you are lying about that. I don't think that that everyone, like 98% of people are okay with getting gifts that were secondhand. But I think the second question is a little bit more realistic where I asked, are you willing to gift once loved presents? 82% said yes, so 37 people said yes, and 8 people said no. It's funny because a lot of people who answered yes, that they are okay with receiving thrifted gifts, are not okay with giving thrifted gifts. But I thought that was really interesting to point out and share, and that's why I love doing these surveys and actually being able to see your input on these things. So definitely continue to participate in them because I love making them. Another question that I asked on Instagram through the survey last week was if you prefer to get gifts in fancy wrapping or newspaper wrapping. And 24% or 11 people said fancy wrapping, 76% or 35 people said newspaper wrapping. So if you're one of those fancy wrapping peeps and you think I don't have your back, you are wrong, motherfucker. I have some options for you and a few other things that are not just newspaper wrapping that might help you this holiday season. So the first thing that I wanted to share was a Japanese method of wrapping and that is called furoshiki, which is basically having a fabric or scarf wrapped for the gift and knotted very beautifully. This is one of the most sustainable ways to wrap gifts because the fabric or the scarf is reusable. You could reuse it as a rag to clean. You could also use it as a handkerchief, an actual scarf. It also gives that element of surprise because you're still unwrapping something and it is fancy as fuck. A few more obvious ways to gift wrap is through newspapers, old maps, or old posters. What I did last year for work was I actually volunteered my time to gift wrap people's presents in newspapers. One, because I love wrapping gifts. 
Like, I seriously love wrapping gifts. And two, because there's so much waste created from wrapping presents from brand new wrapping paper, including tape, ribbons, bows, tinsel, etc. Like, Canada alone will send 50 pounds of garbage per person more this month because of Christmas. That's equivalent to 100,000 elephants in the landfill just from Christmas alone from Canadians. So I wanted to be that option for people to be able to have their gifts wrap with no extra impact on creating more waste. One thing that I really want to try and something that I've been trying to attract in my life is using old maps to wrap gifts for Christmas or any other celebrations. If someone you know or you yourself have a lot of old posters of old bands or movies or whatever, you could certainly use those to wrap gifts as well. Another pretty obvious way to sustainably wrap gifts is to reuse gift bags that you've received from other celebrations. Personally, our household has a whole box full of bags that we could reuse. We just take off the tag that says to and from and I think that's one of the most common ways that a lot of people reuse their holiday things. And another method that is very obvious and kind of to the point is just having it straight up naked. Having it in a plain box that it came in or not wrapped at all. Something that I like to do when I gift wrap is I use plain brown craft paper and then I actually draw on it with watercolors or tempura. No, it's not tempura. Fuck. That's, that's the food I like. What is it called? It is called tempura. It's spelled T-E-M-P-E-R-A. It's basically a non-toxic natural paint that they used to use in the olden days. I have white tempera and that's all I use for my gift wrapping last year. I painted on cute snowflakes and you could do the same or do snowmen, Christmas trees. Just make it really simple and fun. It doesn't have to be like a work of art or anything because they're just going to rip it off anyways. Alrighty, I think it's time for our intermission and take a moment to take a step back. This is the breathwork exercise of the episode where we take a step away from the topic of the day and connect with each other through our breathing. We're going to set some positive intentions and we're going to imagine a world that prioritizes the planet and its people, however that looks to you in your brain. Close your eyes if you can. We're going to take a deep breath in from our nose and out through our mouths. One last deep breath in and one last deep breath out. Thank you so much for connecting with me. Let's move on to the rest of the episode. Let's move on to actual gifts. First of all, I wanted to mention that Christmas is a highly capitalist corporate holiday now. I feel like a lot of people just buy gifts just to give gifts without really putting the thought or effort into it. And I think it is more sustainable to think through your gifts for your loved ones. 
So I'm going to be sharing a few gift ideas here now that I personally think are more sustainable and I hope you see that as well. Before I start, I want you to check in with yourself and check in with the person that you're actually thinking of gifting and be realistic with this person. Only get the things that you know they'll use and don't get them the things that I'm suggesting merely because it's sustainable and you want to become more sustainable yourself. You're not going to just buy things because they're sustainable and then not consider how that person is actually going to use it or if it's going to efficiently be used. Like, do you actually think your brother would use reusable beeswax wraps or reusable paper towels if it was up to him? A great gift idea is to find thrifted or antique presents. It's very well thought out. It's one of a kind, so no one else will have it. And it just shows that you've put a lot of time and effort into finding the right gift. So I feel like a lot of people think that thrifting is only for clothes. But what I mean by thrifted or antique gifts, jewelry, it's home decor or houseware. You could find some secondhand books like travel books or cookbooks or their favorite book or a poem. You could also get secondhand photo frames and print out pictures of you and your loved ones and have that as your present. There's also paintings and there's also mirrors that you could get at thrift stores as well. And those antique mirrors are fucking phenomenal. They look amazing. Buying them brand new are like $400 when in antique stores they're like $30. You don't always need to get clothes or shoes or fabrics if the person is not comfortable with doing that. I feel like not very many people are comfortable with getting clothes as gifts in general. So having a secondhand clothing item is probably not ideal. I've also asked you guys on Instagram to ask what your gift preference would be, whether it's homemade gifts or e-gift cards. And 91% or 41 people said that they'd rather get homemade gifts rather than the 9% or 4 people that said they'd like e-gift cards. So I'm going to be talking about homemade gifts just because a lot of people prefer that and I also prefer making homemade gifts as well. But before I dive into homemade gift ideas, I want to note that if you don't already have majority of these materials, it might be more wasteful than to actually buy and support local businesses who already make these for you. But if you are considering making handmade gifts, I think it's a really great idea, a really great personal touch. Everyone always appreciates a handmade gift. Like you've seen it from the survey yourself. Everyone prefers a handmade gift. So these are some ideas for you. You can make Christmas cards, which is very obvious and very thoughtful. Really, really a great idea, especially for this year when you're not able to see as many people. And it's a really great way to let that energy flow creatively if you wanted to try that out. Try your best not to purchase anything brand new when making handmade gifts if possible. Look at Facebook Marketplace, see if anyone else has these crafts or anything else that they aren't using that you could use. Another cool idea is to make those chocolate bombs that that's really trendy right now. Those circular chocolate bombs where you warm up a glass of milk and then you drop these chocolates in that these chocolate bombs in them and then they melt and then the chocolate powder and marshmallows come up and I think that's super cool. 
Something to spin that off with would be baking kits. So some examples for that would be to have all of the dry mix ingredients for brownies or cookies or cakes. Have that packaged in a glass mason jar or maybe you have like a Tostito salsa jar that you've rewashed and you've taken off the label. You could put in the dry cookie ingredients into that, make it so it's layered in a cool way and then seal it up and then write just a cute note afterwards. Like I think that's a really great idea. Whenever anyone receives that, they could just add all of the wet ingredients and enjoy the cookies that you've been able to help them make. You could also make dog treats or repurpose dog toys by using like old fabrics in your house and old water bottles to make that crunchy noise or tennis balls if you have it with fabrics. Um, the other things that I'm going to be mentioning that are handmade gifts are more geared towards people that already have these materials, but that would be DIY moisturizers or soap or body scrubs or lip balms. And something that I recently did was made DIY candles. I didn't purchase any new candle wax. I actually just used all of the old candle wax that we've collected throughout the year. Just at the very bottom rim of most candle jars, it's really hard for that to melt off. So I boiled the old candles in a pot and then I collected everything into one specific pot. I did have to buy brand new wicks, but the containers that the candles are in are just reused strawberry jam jar containers that we've had laying around. It smells amazing. You just add whatever essential oil you'd like. I put the entire bottle and it just, it makes it such a personal, great gift. And as far as the other option, which is eliminating materialistic gifts and gift wrapping altogether, is to get e-gift cards or experiences. You could get them subscription renewals for Disney, Spotify, Netflix, YouTube Premium, Skillshare, or any other like course platform like Udemy or Masterclass that they might enjoy if they're really into learning more things. If you know that they're following, this is more geared towards like friends or best friends, but if you know that they're following someone or really into someone online and they have an OnlyFans, you could certainly pay for their subscription. I mean, no harm in that. And other experiences would be like skydiving or hot air balloon or I know in Toronto specifically there's a plane that goes around downtown Toronto for a couple minutes. You could get that as well. Uh, you could purchase escape room tickets, a spa or a retreat voucher. What I personally love receiving from my mom is a Manny and Petty voucher to be able to get my nails done with her and spend that quality time with her. What I've gifted before in the past as an add-on to the rest of my gift is a car wash. You could get museum tickets. You could get your friends that have kids a babysitter for the day so then they could have a lovely evening out. You could get like Medieval Times tickets or anything that they mentioned throughout the year. Um, any art exhibits, any specific events that they wanted. And make sure you always get two so then you could go with them because that's the whole point of having that experience gift is to be able to spend that quality time with that person. It means so much more to me than getting a materialistic gift that, to be honest, you'll forget if you're on your deathbed. But if you are on your deathbed, nah, that's too morbid, isn't it? I can't talk about that on a Christmas episode.
<laughs> it's rarely ever the case for me where I remember materialistic things more than I remember memories with that person. Especially after not seeing so many of your loved ones this year. If you buy them like a Royal Ontario Museum ticket and you have that tentative date to look forward to and spend time with them all day that day, that's going to mean so much more to them than a candle that you got from Bath & Body Works. I promise you that they would rather have that experience with you than that candle from the store. If you want any other ideas, I have my eco gift guide on my website that you could take a peek at. There are no links to Amazon, so don't expect one day shipping and order as soon as you can to help out these small and local businesses. Now the last gift idea that I wanted to mention is for the hardcore ethical people or the ones that really, really care about other people. And that would be to donate to their favorite nonprofit organization or donate on their behalf to a family in need or any other donation or charity that you think would be suitable. Personally, for me, if someone did that on my behalf, I would be more than happy to receive that as a gift. But let's stop talking about gift giving and let's start talking about feasting. Having a really big satisfying meal for the holidays this year is honestly such a low-key flex that not really everyone talks about or has the privilege of having, to be honest. Some families have it really rough right now from all the layoffs and the evictions that happened this year. So it's really lucky for us if we are able to have a big meal for the holidays. And it's not like I want you to feel bad for being able to enjoy your own Christmas dinner with your family. Like eating meals is one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> but your enjoyment does not have to be such a burden to our planet. And here's how. One of the tips would be to buy party trays from your favorite local and family-owned restaurants to just help them out. Make sure you give them enough time in advance to prepare the meal for you. But we all know that mom and pop shop have been struggling, so it is a great way to support them if they do have their businesses open for pickup either the day before Christmas Eve or something and then just freeze it and then reheat it for Christmas dinner or whatever other holidays that you're celebrating. I'm sorry I keep saying Christmas. It's because I celebrate Christmas and I really love Christmas, so I keep saying Christmas, but I mean every holiday. Another alternative would be to prepare home-cooked meals with local and in-season fruits and vegetables. So right now, the things that are in-season are a lot of hearty root vegetables like squash, uh, sweet potatoes, parsnips, and broccoli, and prioritize these as your main or side meals and just make a lot more vegetables that are in season and maybe instead of having so many meat options to just add a lot more vegetable options just to have that alternative if you normally don't have very many veggie options to begin with for your family dinners then maybe it's a really great time to incorporate those local in-season fruits and veggies. I would suggest eating and preparing less meat options for your dinner if possible at all. There are over 300 million turkeys that are killed in the U.S. between Thanksgiving and Christmas and in the U.K. it's roughly 22 million turkeys and in Canada it's 20.8 million and all of these turkeys die at five to six months for us to be able to have it on our plate as a 12, 15, 20 pound turkey. 
And I, again, I know it's very controversial for me to bring all these stats up because it makes some people feel some type of way. I just wanted to share that stat with you because it was very eye-opening to me to reconsider what I have on my dinner plate for these holiday dinners and these celebrations. And another tip would be to make your own bread if you can. It's really, really easy and it only takes six ingredients that you typically already have in your home, like flour, water, yeast, honey or sugar, oil and salt. That's it and you can make a really simple delicious focaccia. And the last thing to make your dinner a little less impactful to our home is to use real dinnerware and fabric napkins instead of single-use utensils and plates and the disposable napkins. And I know this seems like very little to do or very little changes to make, but if you add it up from you and your home to your neighbors, plus if you share it on social media or you talk about it with your friends, it gets the word out and it really does add up and I don't want any of your efforts to go unnoticed. So I hope you do try your best to make this Christmas dinner a little bit more sustainable than last year. But one last thing I wanted to talk about is if you are in a stable financial situation right now, I would encourage you to help out someone who is not and be the Christmas miracle in their life. Give the gift of giving. <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounded so lame, but I'm like so serious. It, it hasn't been an easy year for anyone and if you still have Facebook, I would encourage you to join a care mongering Facebook group. And these were initially created for people in your city to help you out during the COVID crisis. And like if you are immunocompromised, you would post on here, hey, I need groceries, can someone deliver them? And the community kind of helps each other out that way. But lately what I've been seeing with these care mongering groups is people reaching out saying, hey, I want to sponsor your family if you're not able to enjoy a Christmas dinner to be able to help them out and pay for their groceries. I think it's a really great way to directly help out a family in your community and in your city instead of donating to like big nonprofit organizations that aren't always very ethical and don't always give 100% of the proceeds towards the people in need. So I would encourage you to do that if you can, even if it's just like a $10 gift card for a single mom to be able to get a coffee at her local cafe or donating non-perishable items to local food drives like do what you can because it really does matter and it will mean the world to someone on the other end share your wealth and feel richer by doing it again i want to keep in mind that this is only directed to people who aren't struggling right now there's no pressure to give your hand out if you're not able to right now. So always make sure that your cup is full before you try to fill anyone else's. But if you are in a stable position right now, please help someone out. Like this is such a tough year and they would really appreciate just like this random stranger who doesn't want anything from them to be able to help them out. Anyways, I hope you learned at least one new thing from me today and I hope you really enjoy your holiday 
and are able to get a nice break and be able to review your year. Again, this year has been tough, but thank you so much for hanging out with me. And as always, you could find me on Instagram at naturaljoy.ca. The pod's account is earth number two joy pod. Remember that you can hang out with myself, Jasmine, and Joe on December 21st for our first Steep On It episode. Thank you so much again for the support. I hope you take care. Until next time. Bye-bye.